0: You better check yourself or you wreck yourself, because 'cause I'm bad for your health. I come real stuff, dropping bombs on your mom's kill car bombs. Doing about crime I'm that brother with the Alpine, so always let tricks know and fizz know we got that endo. No, i not a sucker sitting in a house of pain, and no, I'm not the butler. I'll tell it you. is week seventeen. DFS MVP Holden Kushner and four for fours director of DFS TJ Hernandez. TJ, before we get started, tell us about this
1: music. Uh, some Ice Cube from his 1992 album, The Predator, Check Yourself. And it's hard to say that without saying wreck yourself yeah, after yeah. it is, right? You better check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> yeah, one of the classics there. You can find that on the DFS MVP Spotify playlist. If you like that track, you'll probably find a lot more you like from the rest of our intro music. Just go to Spotify, search DFS MVP or you can find it on my Twitter. I usually tweet it out every week with the podcast.
0: So before you left for your Christmas vacation, you Yeah, told Merry me, Christmas,
1: by the way, to you and the listener. Yes,
0: yes, to you too and the listeners too. But my question is, how many lineups did you put in the Yahoo tournament, if any at all?
1: I, I stuck by my original word and uh, and and skipped it because I was so worried about missing Late Swap last week that I, I did not end up playing that tournament. Um Based on what I was looking at, I, I, I don't know if I would have had a, enough Nick Foles to have a huge lineup, but uh, it it did end up being one of my best cash weeks overall. So I didn't even have to worry about GPP. It was, uh, so it was a nice it was a nice uh, Christmas gift, regardless of skipping the tournament. But okay. I know Paulson did have Paulson's been playing that tournament a lot, um, and he's had two very good weeks playing that tournament, and I'll really? be back in it for week seventeen. He's had a couple. I didn't know he was the DFS MVP over here too. I know he's been he's uh he's been uh hiding it out he's a he's a ringer apparently
0: so Paulson is crushing it on Yahoo very good all right so this week's uh winner was Captain MTG very good so what we do it's week 17 already we give you our core plays at every position in the main slate followed by a theory segment um
1: we're still giving away a t-shirt yep let's do it you said it Captain MTG uh left us a nice five-star rating and review this week actually uh one of our most heavily reviewed weeks. So thanks for the listeners to sticking through till the end. I, I assume that means a lot of people are putting out some profitable lineups. So Captain MTG hit me up on Twitter at teacher Hernandez and I'll hook you up with the details on how to get that uh, free shirt. And if you guys would like to get entered into the contest to get some nice four for four swag, which I was handing out like, like Santa Claus uh, to the family this week – Just go on iTunes, leave us a nice five-star rating and review, and your name will be entered into the contest automatically.
0: My wife was gone for six days. Came back and she took my
1: blue four for four hoodie, which is the most. It's weird how that happens in the world. Yep. Yeah, those hoodies tend to disappear around significant others. I've noticed.
0: Yes, that is what happened. All right, we got 15 games in the main slate. It's week 17. It's a complete shabingus. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody knows what's going on in week 17 except for the coaches. There's only two games with uh, over unders above 50, mm-hmm. and we're. I'm, I'm sitting here, and earlier today. I'm looking at the lines and I see where it's Minnesota hosting the Bears and Minnesota's a seven point favorite. Um, Matt Nagy comes out and says, Hey, we're going to rest or we're going to play our starters. We're going to mm-hmm. play our starters. And all of a sudden, boom, it goes to four and a half. So yep. I think we're going to be seeing a lot of this moving up the game time. So there are a few s- safer plays that mm-hmm. we, we know we're going to play and we got to stick to that TJ. Cause it's just massive craziness.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, this we we've been talking about this leading up to this week, and and obviously we've talked about it in past seasons. It's week seventeen is so much like preseason in that you're you're reliant a lot less on Vegas lines, matchups, things that we usually talk about every week, and you're so much more focused on the uh, expected playing time and trying to sift through that coach speak because even if uh, even if coaches say that their starters are going to play a lot of times. That doesn't end up happening. Um, there are situations where the the team that thinks they have a shot, all of a sudden they scoreboard watch the team they need to lose is blowing out the other team. So then things will change mid game. So there's uh, there's definitely a lot of crazy things that could happen to week 17. So for that reason, I tend to dial down my uh, cash game uh, play a little bit, just because actually quite a lot, just because there's there's so much uncertainty. Um, if you are thinking about playing cash, the, the move is probably to stick to those teams that are highly motivated that pretty much have to play their starters throughout. The teams that need to, to win to get in or, or win to improve their standings are, are definitely going to be your safest bets. And obviously you have the teams that want to play spoiler. Uh, there are teams playing against each other that have no playoff implications and you will get some good plays out of, out of those stars. Uh, but just the the chance that they could even play just three quarters can really mess up some cash games. So I tend to reserve those plays for tournaments.
0: Yeah, I am only playing tournaments in week seventeen. Mm-hmm. As a matter that of fact, I, I'm probably only going to play tournaments from here on out. Uh, yeah. This is what I plan. You go into the playoffs too. I'll play the ten man's. Um, I know you're playing some twenty man. I might get into some twenty sure. man, some some hundred. Uh, Player games, but that's it. My cash games are done for the year. Yep And
1: obviously what obviously if you're only going to be playing GPPs, you should be uh, Dialing it back a lot in terms of overall bankroll So if you usually play a a thousand dollars say in a week and only 200 of that is dedicated to GPPs You don't want to roll out a thousand dollars GPPs. That's pretty risky Uh, one thing you can do to Mitigate your risk a little bit if you're not playing head-to-heads and this is something I'll definitely be doing from here championship week is however many lineups you play in gpps uh throw throw each lineup in a 50 in 50 a at least hedge your bets a little bit uh give your give yourself a chance to at least stay afloat if if you don't uh break that gpp threshold because it's it's hard to cash if you know when only 20 25 of the field's being paid out so throw those lineups in a couple of contests where half the field gets paid and you give yourself a little bit of a floor
0: uh so here's what we got we got four relevant games this week too um, you got Saints at number one already. The Rams clinch number two with a win, so the Rams will go out there. And I still have a hard time believing Gurley's going to play, but we'll find out. We won't find out day of game this time. We'll find out mm-hmm. during the week. The Bears can actually jump the Rams with a win, the Rams loss. But you already talked about how the Rams, you know, if they're getting blown out, then the Bears, or maybe if they if the Rams are blowing, doing the blowing out. Then the Bears can jump them. The Cowboys and are number four. The Seahawks are probably going to be number five. And the Vikings clinch with an Eagles loss. Um, and the Eagles need to win the Vikings loss. So, again, there's only four games here in the NFC with uh, relevancy. And I think you've kind of got to hone in on those teams and then the teams that are out of it where you know that guy's got things to play for. And I guess uh, let's start with the – Let's start with the quarterback here. And I think Jameis Winston is an in- interesting guy to go to because Tampa Bay has been out of it for quite some time. Yeah. But I-, I don't know if the Bucks have made up their mind as to whether or not Jameis is coming back. Jameis is playing for a con- uh, contract coming mm-hmm. up the offseason. 7600 FanDuel, 6100 DK, somebody that should be pretty popular this week.
1: I think so, and we will uh, those situations that that you mentioned? We'll talk about them in, in detail in our theory segment. But uh, this this is an interesting one to start off with because uh, we have Jameis Winston projected as a top two value on both sites, and probably this isn't a, a play, even though he's a great value. Uh, he's priced as a QB twelve on FanDuel, QB nine on DraftKings, uh, just because these guys aren't aren't playing for a playoff spot, probably. And going to avoid him in cash game but the thing that stands out about this game it's the only game with a with an over under of at least 45 uh, with a spread in the single digit so if we're looking for a game stack or a shootout game this is really the only one that Vegas is telling us to expect that from even though these teams aren't playing for a playoff spot uh, they they should be playing for at least for pride and for someone like James um, there's no guaranteed he's he's gonna be a starter after this year, we already saw him get pulled twice uh, mid-year, so so they want to finish uh, right. And this game is is only one and a half point uh, spread with over under of fifty point five, so there should be some fireworks in this one. Atlanta, they've been better on defense since Deion Jones has returned, but uh, against quarterbacks they still struggle. Ranked twenty-first in four-for-four schedules adjusted fantasy points allowed to the position. I mentioned his ranking, Jameis Winston's ranking in terms of pricing. We have him projected as our number two quarterback on both sides. So there was a pretty big gap in value there.
0: All right. Then you go to the big dog there at the top of the list, 9,500 FanDuel, 7,100 DK, Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs have one of the great home field advantages in all of sports at Arrowhead, and they need a win to lock in that number one CTJ. So, Uh, This week, Patrick Mahomes, to me, uh, is again the number one overall. They're going up against the hated Raiders, who are just a horrible football team in every single aspect of the game. And Patrick Mahomes, listen, a lot of people are afraid to spend up a quarterback. You can get some good value, uh, value elsewhere. I think in GPPs, though, Mahomes, you have to have some major exposure to him.
1: Sure, and I have been uh, working on, on building these lineups with at least the, the players that that we know are going to play. And uh, what, it, what it looks like is from a lineup construction standpoint is that uh, it doesn't look like a lot of these expensive running backs are, are going to be viable or even playing. You already talked about the Gurley injury. Uh, Zeke could be sitting just because Cowboys are locked in. Saquon's playing in a, in a meaningless game. Uh, so it, we don't really have a lot of expensive running backs. So I think this week we could pay up for our pass catchers or running backs, kind of um, pass catchers and quarterbacks. I'm sorry. Everything's kind of flipped on its head. So even though Mahomes is priced uh, high as the QB1 as usual, 9,500 FanDuel, 7,100 on DraftKings, like you said, Kansas City, they need to win to lock in the number one seed. They are projected for 33 points against – you talked about how bad the Raiders are. They've been bad all year. They've been a little better on defense. Uh, the past couple of weeks, Denver just laid an egg. On, Denver. On, on, yeah, Denver laid <laughs> an egg on Monday night. But even with that, uh, still bottom ten in fantasy points per pass attempt allowed over the past six weeks. So the improvement is is comparing it to how atrocious they were uh, over the first ten weeks of the season. They still haven't been good. Still very generous to uh, quarterbacks. They they want to play spoiler, but uh, I, I think the Chiefs take care of business in this spot. Uh, we we know how much uh, they, they need that one seed and want that one seed with that home field advantage in Arrowhead. It's going to be huge for them. So uh, Mahomes, uh, even though he's expensive in a vacuum, I think he's affordable given the other values, especially on DraftKings. It's pretty interesting, the pricey difference. He's only $100 more than Ben Roethlisberger on DraftKings compared to a $800 gap on Vandal, So that's definitely something to take note of.
0: Well, you you brought up Ben. I think that's the only higher price pivot that I could see. Mm -hmm. Ben going up against that just uh, disgusting Cincinnati defense. They get shredded everywhere. This is a team that you just target every single week. So I got a feeling Ben's going to be popular. Antonio will be popular. Juju will be popular. The whole Steelers. But if you don't want to go the Mahomes route, and I think this is more on Fandle uh, than anything else because the massive price discrepancy there then the pivot's got to be to Ben Roethlisberger if you're going to pay up,
1: right? Sure. I mean, the, the Steelers, again, you're looking at that situation where they uh, they need to win and get some help to get in. So the, the Steelers, they're tied for the highest passing rate in neutral game script over the last six weeks. Uh, the Bengals are, are bottom five in schedule adjusted fantasy points to pretty much every skill position, and the Steelers are going to do what they want to, whether it's, it's on the ground or, or through the air, and a lot of that involves Ben. So they I don't think they're going to be caught scoreboard watching. Uh, they just need to take care of business.
0: Yeah, Mahomes is 9,500 on FanDuel. Ben is 8,700. Mm-hmm. So, again, yeah, that's a pretty big discrepancy. Moving on to the running backs now, and we'll go right to Pittsburgh. Jalen Samuels, love this kid. 6,700 FanDuel, 6,800 DK, and we just go right back to it. The Steelers are massive home favorites against mm-hmm. a team that can't stop anything defensively.
1: Uh, pricing's like like I mentioned, pricing. Uh, we don't have a lot of the expensive running backs in, in situations where they're viable, especially for cash. And we we don't have a lot of running backs that are great values on both sides. But Jalen is one of those guys. Sixty seven hundred Fanduel, sixty eight hundred DraftKings. He's pretty much going to be one of the highest uh, volume backs this week with with so many of the studs in situations where they they don't need to uh, handle their usual workload. You mentioned. Pittsburgh is a big favorite, 14 and a half point favorites at home versus Cincinnati. Uh, We we talked about the situation; they need to win plus get some help to get in. Uh, Jalen Samuels, over the last three games since taking over as the starter, averaging 18 touches per game. Cincinnati, 31st in schedule-adjusted fantasy points allowed to opposing running backs over the last four weeks. Four running backs have totaled at least 100 yards. So if you're playing on DraftKings, we're always looking. For that bonus, Jalen should have bonus potential this week, uh, top five running back value on both FanDuel and DraftKings, according to 4-4 projections.
0: At 6,800 on FanDuel and 6K on DK, Jamal Williams of the Packers. Mm-hmm. Here you go, Green Bay. I mean, Aaron Rodgers said that he's not going to quit, but that's it. He's playing the last two games of the season. He played last week. He did well. He plays this week, and I expect him to do well once again. Green Bay is a big favorite. TJ Jamal Williams is getting a ton of touches in both the running game and the passing game. Who knew Jamal Williams had such yeah. great
1: hands? Right. Yeah, this is one uh, where if if you shy away from Packers and cash games, I, I can't uh, be mad at that just because it is a, a meaning, meaningless game. But this is an offense that uh, some players are going to be playing for. For they they're going to be campaigning for themselves next season this should be a new uh coaching regime there's there's coaches on the staff that are probably fighting for their job with mccarthy getting fired earlier in the year so so there's a lot of motivation for packers just in terms of job security going into next year we don't know what this packers team could look like uh and and they're a team that they've been they've been playing pretty well over the past couple weeks especially Uh, Jamal Williams and Green Bay this is this is surprising given that um, we we don't know what both teams are going to do in terms of uh, letting their players play but it sounds like Packers are going to play their starters and they're favored by nine points with a a pretty healthy implied point total and they've been riding Jamal Williams Uh, 35 percent of the team touches in back to back weeks if we extrapolate that over the course of the season that's a top 10 touch rate this season Uh, and Detroit as a team, if we look at something like schedule-adjusted fantasy points, it looks like they filter points to the passing game. But we've seen Jamal have two really good games versus good run defenses in the Jets and the Bears over the past two weeks. You also mentioned targets. That's huge, especially for for DraftKings scoring, but just to to have a a game-script-proof running back, five-plus targets in each of those last two games. So even though uh, the Packers still slant pretty heavily towards the pass, Jamal's getting very involved when they do use the running back. It's almost exclusively Jamal over the last couple of weeks. Um, this will give me a good chance to bring this up again because
0: there's uh, you know, fans, DFS players, what are betters. You try and figure out which teams are going to quit or just aren't going to show up. And it's really easy to say, oh, this team's going to quit. They're going to quit on the coach. I have not done that since, I mean, it might've been 2009, 2010. There's a guy by the name of Jim Zorn and he used to coach the Washington Redskins. And he was so angry at ownership that he ran a play called the swinging gate and it failed the first time at the end of a game. And he decided to run it again as a big middle finger to Dan Snyder. Mm -hmm. The next game they came out, the last game of the season, they went out and they beat the Oakland Raiders. Mm -hmm. This was a team that had, given up on the coach this was a coach that had given up on the organization you can never really tell when a yeah. team is checked out you just you can't once once game starts maybe guys get into a different mode maybe they're all taking it seriously maybe guys are the right guys are playing for contract next season but you know to think that you know that a team has given up you saw Denver last on Monday Night Football and I think Witten was saying some of the guys were giving up. I, Again, you, you can't tell me that they're going to give up in week 17 because it appeared like they did in week 16. So sure. don't buy into this team has given up because I've seen it too many times where the team really hasn't given up, mm-hmm. or where they've just gone out, even if it's for personal pride to try and win a
1: football game. Yeah, and, and this is uh, all those reasons and things you talked about. It's why week 17 is just it's just such a weird week because there are so many different motivations Um, there's there's contracts incentives and I don't actually think that one's going to come into play much this year. I I tried to browse through all the contract incentives and the only one I could really find, I think Tom Brady has a bonus for uh, for pass attempts. I I don't think he's going to reach any of the other milestones this year. Um, But yeah, there, I mean, this is still these guys jobs, right? If they're a lot of these guys, a contract year or like we talked about new coaches in, in green Bay or, or a new front office that might be coming up, uh it's 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 tough to say that um any one team un- unless you have some substantial evidence that uh they're going to give up so yeah those those games where there's nothing on the line especially those divisional games those are the interesting ones to to get the where the starters are still going to be playing uh but we we don't know what they're technically playing for uh those are always some interesting gpp games
0: all right let's get into the wide receiver realm now and we'll start with another packer and DeVonte Adams 8500 FanDuel 8000 DK um I thought this guy was going to be I I had Michael Thomas and then DeVonte Adams is my one two coming into the year. I think Thomas kind of fell down a little bit. De- DeVonte Adams is so consistent this whole season and as you point out in the notes this guy needs uh just a couple of catches and a whole bunch of yards to be a Green Bay Packer legend forever. Again,
1: 8,500 FanDuel, 8,000 DK. Why do you like Devontae Adams this week? Um, I'm looking for these record-breaking or incentive-breaking games. Um, Whenever you can find that milestone, especially if if the players are aware of it or the coaches are are aware of it, uh, it's it's something we should take into account. So Devontae needs three catches to break the single-season Green Bay uh, record for catches. Needs 133 yards to break the sequel season roommate record uh, for receiving yards. So we would assume that they're going after that, and there was actually some talk about it leading up uh, to the game last week. And they fed Devonte pretty heavily. Uh, so that 130-yard mark that we're looking at is four of those games this year. 140 yards in the first meeting with Detroit, although uh, Detroit secondary is a, a little stronger than they were at that point in the season still the Lions ranked 23rd and schedule adjusted fantasy points allowed to the position and uh even even before last week when uh media outlets started talking about the possible Green Bay record uh has been used pretty heavily uh more than any other receiver in the league in terms of market share 33% over the last 6 weeks he leads the league in red zone targets he leads the re- league in red zone target share uh, so I'm I'm going narrative street heavy on Devontae <laughs> Adams this week. Yeah, I don't blame you uh,
0: because to go along with narrative street is just a hell of a talented wide receiver with one of the best quarterbacks in the game. So I think there's a lot to like about Devontae Adams this week. Uh, we'll move on to Robert Woods then with the Rams 7,600 FanDuel, 6,900 DK. Uh, the Rams are still playing for something and uh, San Francisco You know, and I got to dig into the numbers a little bit before I set my lineups this weekend, but the last couple of games, they've actually been pretty good defensively. Um, When I look at uh, wide receiver adjusted fantasy points against, as as you put down here, San Francisco is 26th. And I do think they're going to have a hard time keeping up with the Rams, but it is something to notice, at least with the eye test. The Niners defense has been a little bit improved lately.
1: They have been. Uh, the The thing that, that pops to me right now is just that, that efficiency number. So, well, the the volume in overall fantasy points hasn't been uh, as high as it was earlier in the year, especially uh, on their pass defense. They're still allowing the third most fantasy points per pass attempt over the last six weeks. Robert Woods, 26% target share in that span, 30% target share in two of his last three games, and we project Woods as a top six value on both sides, we have him as a top three value on DraftKings where he's only 6,900. Uh, so with, with the Rams needing a win to secure the first round bye, this is a team that uh, that should roll out all of their starters as expected. Uh, they're going to be playing like it's already a playoff game. They're, they're a little bit more pass heavy than they were earlier in the year. They're top 10 in neutral passing rate over the last six weeks. Uh, it, it didn't look like they're – I mean, their offense is obviously different without Todd Gurley. But uh, it, it wasn't like they were just suddenly ex- insanely pass-heavy or more than we would expect uh, with C.J. Anderson in there. Just the offense offenses. Uh, Goff has been struggling a little bit, but I, I think against the secondary, he and Robert Woods should have a pretty fine game.
0: Yeah, and again, um, you go back to last week when Gurley sat. I did not have any shares of C.J. Anderson. If Gurley sits again, do you have Anderson in your lineups?
1: I, I think you have to at this point. He's obviously very cheap. Uh, got pretty much th- as, as much workload, <clears throat> excuse me, as you would expect from somebody coming off of uh, that had been signed for what four days before before he played. So if if Gurley is uh, announced out before the game, I think you'll see C J. Anderson shoot up our value ranks pretty high, and probably he'll be a, a cash game staple for most people.
0: All right, cash game staple uh, from this show last week was Robbie Anderson of the Jets. Yes, he was. 7K FanDuel, fifty-six hundred dollars on DraftKings. And listen, Sam Donald's healthy again. Sam Darnold's looking damn sharp. Robbie Anderson is the man. Uh, Quincy and then went down. So I just don't know. Uh I, I just don't know why you wouldn't lock Anderson into one of your three wide receiver spots if you're playing cash games this week I'll, I'll sprinkle them in there and GPPs, mm-hmm. no doubt about it but if you are playing cash i feel like he's got to be a core play
1: sure and he's one of those he, he's uh, a great value on DraftKings at 5600 still they they priced him up a little bit on families up to seven thousand dollars but robbie anderson is he's getting elite volume he's 11th in targets over the last over the last month uh eight, uh in targets among wide receivers specifically over the last month 7 targets in four straight, 11 targets, uh 11 and 13 in the last two games and we're talked about motivation. Uh the Jets could play spoiler and keep New England from getting a first round bye. I don't think that happens. New England is a uh, a big favorite, but there there could be a little bit of risk with this play because if New England does end up uh blowing out New York who uh they're favored by two touchdowns then possibly there's a situation where uh, the Jets decide to pull their starters. But uh, Rory B. Anderson's seen enough volume, and he's cheap enough where, especially on DraftKings, some of that risk is baked into his price.
0: All right, a couple other things on the um, on the wide receiver slate. Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster. Now, uh, we're not going to do this in a vacuum because Juju is going to be a lot cheaper than Brown on both sides. Uh, one guy you prefer over the other that you have to have in your lineup
1: or either guy. I, I, in these type of situations, uh, I mean, I, like we talked about with the Steelers, they're motivated to play, motivated to, to win. Um, the, with Antonio having such a big game last week, ownership should slant towards Antonio. So because of that, probably, uh, I'll go against the grade and have Juju, but they're both phenomenal plays. I, I, I said earlier that uh if if you look at pricing it looks like it's a week where you can pay down a running back pay up it at receiver so if you figure out a way to to jam in either of those with a devontae adams type i think that's probably how i'm leaning in cash lineups this week
0: all right very good so that's the wide receiver position moving on to tight end uh good luck you know finding a a cheap value play this week Uh, i see the two guys you've got on the list here and I mean, I was trying to scour. Jeez, where could I go down the line where maybe something's a little bit cheaper? Maybe in Joku against Baltimore. Um, yeah, Jared Cook is banged up. Yeah. I love Jared Cook, but he might not be playing this week. So it's going to be tough uh, if you don't spend up to really pinpoint and find that play that you're looking for. So let's start with your plays. And um, by the way, Travis Kelsey's got to be. At the top of the list, 7,700 FanDuel, 7,200 DK. Uh, Mahomes is going to want to get him involved in the offense again, and he's going up against that Oakland defense. Travis Kelsey, Mark, check all the boxes right there.
1: Yeah, uh, my, my buddy Ian Harditz from, from Fantasy Labs went on a little bit of a Twitter storm uh, about Travis Kelsey and why this is such a good matchup for him. Uh, since Sammy Watkins' injury, Ian pointed out Kelsey and Tyreek Hill both have at least 60 targets. No other chief on the team has at least 30 targets. So everything is pretty much going to uh, those two guys right now. The Raiders are a team that they've been especially bad against tight ends. They've been especially bad against uh, players in the slot. And Travis Kelsey sees most of his targets while lined up in the slot. The Raiders 27th in schedule-adjusted fantasy points allowed to tight ends. Bottom five of the over the past six weeks in both Yards per target and fantasy points per target uh, allowed to players lined up in the slot. Uh, the first game against the Raiders this season, Travis Kelsey posted a 12-168-2 line on 13 targets. Now, I I don't know if he uh, is able to match that, but the Chiefs are at home. They're heavily favored, and they need to win to lock in that one seed. So given all of that, uh, I, I think with, with some cheaper plays available, especially a running back, Kelsey is probably uh, the guy that I'm prioritizing most uh, uh, out of my skill position players this week, which is surprising for a tight end. I could see Kelsey there,
0: and I could see a little flex. Nobody goes tight end in the flex. Mm -hmm. I think George Kittle might not be the worst flex play this week. And listen, again, we're just buying into narrative. But when George Kittle himself says, I'm going for the tight ends receiving single season receiving record. I mean, that, it's, <laughs> come on! What'd you say was ninety yards away? Uh, Kelsey has Kelsey has a probably about fifty more yards than him. But fine, go George Kittle, catch two hundred yards with the passes. I'm all
1: for it. Yeah, I mean he, he has a he has a uh, shot at Rob Gronkowski's single season tight end receiving record. Uh, the Niners they're going to be they're going to be trying to play spoiler. Shanahan is very aware of the record. There was going back to to Ian posted a clip on his Twitter. Uh, today, where Shanahan basically apologized for not getting him an extra five yards in that that 210 yard game. I think that would have been the the single game tight end record if I remember correctly. Uh, now he's chasing that that uh, season record at 6700 Fanduel, 6300 DraftKings. So you're paying down if you if you don't want Kelsey. Uh, on as far as flex play goes, every single GP uh, Sunday Million GPP winner this year on Fanduel has been a running back in the flex except for one. And that week it was a tight end. So it's especially on that half PPR scoring site, it's not the worst idea. And we're not going to get into it this week, but Yahoo is bringing bringing back that uh, Sunday um, million dollar baller and their pricing and scoring, I'm sorry, their scoring reflects Vandal. So if you're going to 10 max that thing, I don't think Kittle and, and Kelsey is the worst idea if you want to put a tight end in your flex.
0: Or you just like burning money and you'll put a tight end in your flex. But I think uh, these two guys really <laughs> the, standing out to me this week. They I, could both
1: blow up, man. If I, I mean, you can argue that you're basically getting wide receiver volume out of them, so it's similar to putting a wide receiver in your flex. Uh, if If I did it, it would probably be in one out of the ten lineups, but – These guys get so many targets and they're such a big part of their offense that it's, I I don't think it's a horrible idea, especially, again, going back to the fact that we don't need to pay a tenant running back. It's going to let you get a a little bit more creative than you usually would in lineup uh, construction, just in general.
0: Again, yeah, you're right. I mean, on San Francisco, who's the better receiving option? There's (laughs) nobody. Kittle is the guy, Kittle's the man. And then, you know, you can argue that Tyreek could have a bigger blow up game on. Uh, for for Kansas City but mm-hmm. uh, these are two premier options this week uh, on to the defense all right what's going on with the defense here who's sitting who's not sitting and we're going to get into that in game theory but that's what you really need to figure out at this point you got the Vikings on the list 4100 Fandle 2500 DraftKings Um, they are four point home favorites there are some um, I, just alarming splits on Trubisky like he'll go mm-hmm. off at home he's not the same guy on the road. And Minnesota's got to have this game. There's, there's no doubt about yeah.
1: it. Now, on the other side of things, Nagy said the Bears are playing their players. We'll yeah. see about that. Tell me about the Vikings. The reason this one's interesting to me is because Minnesota has to win to get in. Uh, the Bears situation, like you said, Nagy said they're going to play their starters, but the situation is is a little muddy and could get even muddier uh, if the Rams are blowing out the 49ers. So the Bears need to win and have the Rams lose to get a first-round bye. But at the same time, they can't be lower than the three seed. So they're locked into a home game in the first round. If they look up and the Rams are up by 20 points at halftime more than 49ers, I could see a situation where Nagy goes back on his word and says, let me get my guys rested up. You don't want to get your starters hurt when you're, you're locked into the three seed already. So what I'm really looking at here is Minnesota definitely needs to win. And there's at least a chance that the Bears could be pulling their starters early in this game uh if the rams are blowing out the 49ers so vikings are still four point favorites i think you said they opened at was it seven and a half um, yeah it was
0: seven and a half and i think now it's seven and now it's down to okay, four and a half
1: sure so that's still a, a, a decent number so i'm i'm guessing if this was any other week i i if it was two weeks ago or if both teams had to win to get in i think that the bears might be favored in this one but with this outside chance that that uh the Bears rest their starters through the game. I think that's what that line is really reflective of. So Vikings, 4100 on FanDuel, 2500 on DraftKings. They're very affordable, and I, I really like uh, just that situation that I discussed about the starters. Any other defenses you like, TJ? I like the Giants yeah. uh, because it might be the only game where we get to see uh, all of the ones versus all the twos for the entire game. So – the Giants are already favored by six at home. Dallas is, Dallas is locked into their playoff spot, so they should rest their starters. Jerry Jones came out after the game. I I don't know if it was right after the game or earlier in the week, but he said, we're playing our starters. Uh, you know They're here for work, and, and we don't want to go in there rusty. He said that a couple years ago. Uh, I think they they had locked in a, a first-round bye, and they ended up resting uh, resting starters despite what Jerry Jones said. So. He has a history of just talking, and uh, that's not what comes. Uh, that's not what ends up happening. So I think it would be pretty foolish for Dallas to play their starters. Maybe they'll play a series, but I just can't see a situation where you put Dak Amari and and Zeke on the field for a full game when you can't gain anything out of it.
0: I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. Absolutely. And then you look, even if. Dak does go in a, a half or so. His 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 road home road splits are just atrocious. Terrific Correct. at home, horrible on the road. So, um, I'm I'm really am fascinated to see how much Zeke works because Zeke could get in in a half. Yeah. Zeke could still get you a couple of touchdowns, you know, in a hundred total yards. He has the poss- He has that type of talent. Zeke is still a guy that's on my radar.
1: Yeah, I I just I mean, given how conservative Jason Garrett is in general. I just can't imagine where after, even if Zeke starts the game, I can't imagine Zeke takes one big hit or, or lands funny and he even has a a chance to be a little dinged up. I can't imagine Garrett sends him back out there. It's just, it makes no sense to have your best player on offense play in this game. I'd be pretty amazed if, if you want to roll him out in GPP, I, I get it, but, Man, that would be a uh, – the, the guy is – he's the only player in the league that's seen over half of his team's touches over the past six weeks. It's been like so, – so it's been Ladanian and Tomlinson level volume and you're not going to give him a break before the playoffs. That would be um, – Yeah, that would be the most Cowboys thing ever. Right. We're banking on the
0: Cowboys not to do what they usually do. Right. That's what we're banking on right now. Um, So that'll do it for our uh, core plays. We'll get to our game theory segment in just a second. Four for four, we have partnered up with DraftKings, bringing any of our four for four memberships for free. Go to 444.com backslash DraftKings. Just follow the instructions. You get full access to our most accurate rankings through the playoffs. You get our lineup generator, optimal lineups, premium articles, great features for five bucks, which you can then enter a the contest to potentially win more. Super excited to bring you this deal. If you want to access right away, 444.com backslash DraftKings. Game theory segment. Who's motivated, TJ?
1: Uh-huh. Who is motivated? Yeah, so we're just going to go through um, the teams that should be playing and need to be playing uh, just so you guys have an idea of players you should be targeting in cash games, players you should be avoiding, uh, just who who needs to do what. Uh, Jen Eakins wrote an article on 4, for four covering all of this, and we'll quickly go through these teams that are uh, motivated, highly motivated, not motivated. Our highly motivated teams right now are the Steelers, Titans. Uh, Titans aren't on the main slate, so we don't have to to worry about that for the slate. Um, Eagles, Vikings, and the Chiefs. So the Chiefs need to – it's pretty simple. Chiefs need to win to get the one seed. The Vikings, they need to win um, to, to get in. And we already talked about their situation with the Bears. That's an interesting one because I'll just cover it again. If the Rams are blowing out the 49ers, there's a chance that Chicago could end up sitting their starters, which could be uh, a, where we, we could get like a half of ones versus twos in that game. Uh, Philadelphia needs, this one's pretty muddy. Philadelphia needs to win and they need uh, the Vikings to beat the bears. So again, I, I, I think Philly ends up playing their, their starters for the whole game and playing it like it's, it's a, a game that they need to win. I, I, I don't know if the word would get to them because so many dominoes would need to fall for them to realize that, that they're out of the playoffs. The the Rams would need to be blowing out the Niners, and the Bears would need to see that the Rams are blowing out the 49ers, and then uh, sit their starters to basically guarantee that the Vikings are, are, are going to win that game. But uh, basically, Philly should be playing their starters uh, the whole the whole time. The, the Steelers need to win and have the Ravens lose. To get in, so I actually think because Cleveland's been playing so well, and because both of those defenses are pretty good, the Browns-Ravens game should be pretty close. I don't think Steelers have any risk of sitting their starters because I don't imagine that the Ravens blow out the Browns. So Steelers, I, I don't think they'll really be scoreboard watching. Cause if they see that that game's even a little close, they're playing till the end. So I'm, I'm not too worried about the Steelers in that one.
0: Uh I'm just going back over some of these. Yes, Kansas City absolutely highly motivated. The Vikings, absolutely. Uh the Eagles, I, I mean, I don't I don't see any reason why they wouldn't be. And I think Nick Foles again. Mm-hmm. Um is a terrific play. He's in a great spot again. Now he is on the road, but the Eagles wanna win this game no matter what, and they wanna beat the hell out of the Redskins. So Division game, I'm down with the Eagles. Uh, the Titans are off the main slate. The Bengals, uh, I mean, the, the Steelers against the Bengals. We talked about the Steelers ad nauseum. Chargers, how about the Chargers, huh? Fifth seed, I mean, they can move up just a little bit. Philip Rivers is not going to stop uh, doing what he does. And I, the the question is, how much of a workload does Melvin Gordon get? That's my big right. question yes, for the Chargers. That, yep,
1: that's, that's exactly the one I, I was thinking about, too, because – they can improve their playoff seeding, but uh, but they would need uh, they would need a, a lot of help. They would need the Chiefs to lose to the Raiders, and and they would need to win. Um, and unless unless there's some crazy act of God where the Raiders are blowing out the Chiefs, the the Chargers are are going to be playing this one um, as if um, the, they they are locked into this game. Uh, like I said, the, that's a situation where. The the Chiefs could easily be blowing out the Raiders, and with the Chargers locked into a wild card, uh, they don't need to. They won't need to get too crazy. You can even see a situation where um, they can end up just resting their their starters. So they're motivated to win because they do have a chance to move up, uh, but the the chances are pretty slim. Uh, there's a couple other teams that that can or need to improve their playoff standing. Just so, real
0: quick, real quick, yeah. TJ, I want to talk about the Chargers one more time here, and I know that the Chargers were down, but like Melvin Gordon. Um, Last week, Melvin Gordon had just 15 touches. Mm-hmm. Now, he didn't get his full workload. Yeah. And that's a guy that I'm looking at in particular that could have his workload reduced quite a bit. Eckler uh, might be coming back this week as well. So I'm a little bit shaky on Melvin Gordon this
1: week. I, I, I don't think I would touch any Chargers um, in cash this week um, just because they're, they're locked into a playoff spot. And uh, I, I just can't imagine a scenario where um, – where the chiefs end up losing to the Raiders to lock in that one seed. Uh, so as, as a wild card team, um, it just, there, there's a, there's a, a greater than zero chance that, that they just rest up. And especially Malcolm Gordon, he needs to rest more than anybody. I, yeah. I do not have mama cash game radar this week. All right. Very good. So I interrupted you. Where were you? No, no worries. Uh, Rams and Patriots, they need to win to uh, lock up their seeds. The Rams, I, I, uh, Chicago owns the, head, the head-to-head there, uh, so Rams definitely need to win no matter what. The Patriots, um, they're looking at a first-round buy with a win as well. So uh, Patriots and Rams, you should be using them as uh, cash-viable plays. Texans are are, are going to win the division. They would need uh, the, the Patriots, who I just talked about, to be losing, um, and, and they would obviously have to win to uh, jump that, that game again. But um, they also need to – I believe they need to win and – oh, they, I'm sorry. They would need to lose and the winner of the Colts-Titans game would win the division. So, yeah, so Texans are, are playing to to lock up that division and get a home game. The Bears are, are another motivated team that I already talked about. That situation is is that – I'm scared of that team because I, I do believe there's a very good chance that the Rams are – Winning so much against the 49ers that the Bears do uh, sit their starters at some point. So even though the Bears can improve, I know I said it a couple times, I'm not using Bears in cash because of that. I love the Houston
0: defense this week, too. I think they are going to go out. They're going to play. Blake Bortles going to Blake have his Bortles final is back. start. Uh, for whatever reason, though, here's another one where the Houston line, they were 10-point favorites, and now it's down to 6.5. Mm-hmm. So I, you tell I don't know why the line has dropped that much. It can't be because Blake Bortles is starting.
1: Yeah, I, I'm. Um, I I don't know what to make of that line movement. Like I said, the the Texans are. Um, they they can backdoor into um, into the division, but mm-hmm. they. I'm sorry. No, they need to win to win the division uh, because if they lost, the winner of the Colts mm-hmm. or Titans um, would get the division title. So I, I they should be rolling out, um, playing their best, rolling out their, their, their best defense uh, against one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. Um, that I'm definitely rolling out a lot of Texans defense against Bortles. I
0: just have a hard time believing that Blake Bortles starting moved the line three and a half points.
1: Yeah, that's, that's the one that, that I'm going to need to look look deeper into because yep. um, he is not that, that type of line movement for sure. Nope. Uh, Ravens,
0: Browns, Ravens got to win this one. No doubt about it. I, th- I think these two teams um, are both really motivated. I'll tell you this. I think the Browns
1: are really motivated to go mm-hmm. in there and get this win. Yeah, I, I think the, the domino that would fall in this one is that if the Ravens are blowing out the Browns, all of a sudden the Steelers uh, realize they don't have a chance to get in. If, if, but I just don't see that happening because the Browns have been playing so well. Uh, the Ravens aren't a team that's just all of a sudden going to, to be this offensive juggernaut. So this game should be relatively close. Browns would love to play spoiler. So uh, I'm I'm not worried about the Steelers scoreboard watching and seeing the Ravens running away with this one. Uh, Seahawks,
0: as you say here, not motivated against the Cardinals. But I mean, I I still see Russell Wilson going out there and doing his thing for four quarters.
1: Uh-huh. Any any player that's dinged up in these spots, uh, I, I think Russell Wilson probably plays. Doug Baldwin's an interesting one. He's been on uh, he's been on the uh, injury report for most of the second half of the season. So even though he's had a couple good games, it, it would make sense for him to get rested up. So Chris Carson we have projected as a very good value. There's obviously some risk there because Seahawks can't change their their seating. Um, but, uh, but Baldwin is the one I'm, I'm probably fading because uh, C- Seattle's just a wild card.
0: Which Saints quarterback do you feel most comfortable
1: starting this <laughs> week? Um, neither, I, I guess. The, you're, if you don't you, want to go if, with Taysom Hill? If, you want, if you're hoping for just a bunch of crazy packages, which is definitely possible, um, I get it. Um, I mean, <laughs> but that game is, you got, you got uh, Bridgewater, and Taysom Hill sharing snaps, and then you have uh the the Panthers now on their third starting quarterback all of a sudden. So that's probably gonna be a pretty ugly game with the Saints locked in to to the one seed.
0: No doubt about it. Um I think Taysom Hill will be two percent on this week. There are gonna be some guys going after him. I, I will not be it. one of them. I, I might you it. know what? If I put in fifty lineups, I might have then I might get the two percent exposure to him. I might throw one lineup with him in there.
1: Uh, I I think there is something to watch in that game. I'm I'm not using Christian McCaffrey in cash, but uh, he is going for a 1,000 1,000 season. Uh, so that that's a narrative to keep an eye on there. A 1,000 1,000 season for McCaffrey. Incredible. They might they might really
0: work dial back his workload today. All day today, all we're seeing coming out of there is that
1: they're going to dial back his workload next year. I I don't. I don't think it's a milestone that he or the team is going to chase. It's silly to, make, to pound your running back for something that's it's not a record and it's not a contract incentive. It's just a, a milestone. Uh, so I'm not chasing it, but it's just something to note. I think.
0: Uh, by the way, I do want to give you a shout out? Did have a nice little uh, uh, little bit of a win last week because Calvin Ridley was not even on my radar. <laughs> And you just threw him out there and I said, you know what? Let me throw Ridley in the lineup here. This is makes perfect sense. And boom, uh, he caught a really big touchdown pass. Yeah. Those uh, those plays
1: never feel great because you are relying on that big play. Um, and and it, it, it just, even though I was on it, it's just one of those plays that feels lucky because it pays off on one play. But, uh, but, but that game set up, that's, that's what I expected to happen. And, and luckily Calvin, uh, he, he got me a couple DFS bucks. That was nice. Took care of you.
0: Very good. Very nice. Uh, anything else the guys are going for? We talked about Kittle. We talked about CMC. Who else?
1: I, I scrolled through and, and went through contract incentives. Most of the big ones that I could find were, um, were guys that have they've already hit their incentives uh, for their contracts, for their escalators, the offensive guys. Most of the ones I went through were some some defensive players. So if, if you could find a good source that shows you any defensive incentives I believe NFL.com has, has a decent list of them. Uh, maybe that might push you towards something where you think those those defensive starters will play. Uh, but but any records we've we've discussed already here, the only one, I believe Tom Brady if he finishes top five and I believe he has top five and in, in, in attempts or something like that in one of his clauses. basically he just needs to to play out this game to hit an incentive. Uh, but he doesn't have any. He he can't reach any of his yardage or touchdown bonuses this year. And and honestly, I don't think um I don't think Brady's looking for uh for some some contract incentive that's 250 grand. I, I think he's has his mind focused on other things. I think he's doing all right in the contract category.
0: All right, man. This is going to be interesting this week. It's going to actually take a lot more work. I think yes. week 17 just takes a lot more work than any other work during the regular season. And <laughs> You you say oh this guy's a free square, but you don't even know if a free square is going to be a free square.
1: Right, right. We we don't even if we find out that starters aren't playing that that we don't know if that means the backups are say it's a running back we're going to see a future role. Uh, it's 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 going to be pretty hard to you're not going to be able to not do homework and just find a optimal lineup from your favorite lineup generator and throw it in. It's like I said, it's it's a lot like preseason. You're going to need to be building lineups up until kickoff and and. That'll make for, um, for in theory, uh, a, a lot of money available because there aren't people doing their homework. But it also means it's going to be a pretty high variance. So that's that's why I I recommend dialing back the cash. But it's it's going to be, um, I mean, it's always fun. We we got it's 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 basically playoffs now. So it's it's going to be fun to watch the games at the very least. Um, but but like I said, you, you want to s- still game select. That Yahoo Baller is back, so I'm definitely going to be playing that game because it's such a great gpp week but uh it's such a unique week because you're focused so much more on on news and coach speak than you are the other 16 weeks
0: well i'll leave you with this then it's a tweet from uh, kent summers he's been c- covering the cardinals for a long time and i do love chris carson this week seattle's the number one rushing offense cardinals are 32nd in rushing defense nothing has to give on sunday <laughs> so, if you are playing, nothing cast, has to give. My recommendation this week would be Chris Carson.
1: That's yeah, I could get on board to. on that. I I, I could get on board. We have him uh, projected at a very high value. Um, the only concern about that game is is do they play the starters? But uh, I, I I think they they keep them going except for Baldwin in that one.
0: All right, buddy. That's all we got today. I mean, it's week seventeen. Go enjoy your, hang out with your family. Yeah. Have a couple of nice drinks. Continue to pound your IPAs and all the other <laughs> fun stuff you like. Oh, you don't like IPA? That's ah uh,
1: no, no, no. I don't. But I'll, I'll find I'll find something to uh, to sip tonight. But uh, just as a reminder, we're going through Championship Week, so we still have three more podcasts. I I, I know that uh, not everybody plays playoff DFS, so. Thank you so much to all the listeners this year. It's It's been one of my most fun years doing this. Uh, getting the, the chance to to lead the pack for the DFS group 444 has been an honor because I've been a subscriber so long to the website. So thank you to the listeners for supporting us. It's been an awesome year if you guys don't plan on, on playing playoffs. But if you do, um, please stick with us because uh, there, there's a lot of good games and still a lot of money to be made, and uh, we're, we're not quitting yet. So... Uh, Happy New Year to everybody, uh, and we'll talk to you guys. Wild card week.
0: If you're foul, you better run a make on that license plate. You could have had a V8 instead of a 38 8 slug to your cranium. I got six, and I'm aiming them. Will I bust or keep you guessing and kill you when that noise you're stressing?
1: Trick, get off the wood, you're no good. There goes the neighborhood rap.